Are you ready to get your sports banter on? Brian Hemminger, love child of Albert Einstein and Howard Cosell, with a body chiseled by Zeus himself. Brandon Sharples, a man who could beat Mike Tyson. In a spelling bee, together they form the At Odds Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after life got in the way. It has been settled. We are back on Wednesday nights. Screw all the other distractions. This podcast is more important than that. So the At Odds <laughs> podcast is back in your life. I am your host, Brian Hemminger, and we have a great show in store for you guys today. We'll be talking NFL 2017 preview, college football 2017 preview, uh, Mayweather-McGregor fallout, John Jones steroids, bunch of shit. It's going to be great. Hope you guys enjoy it. So, of course, I couldn't do this by myself. I have my trusty co-host, Brandon Silky Smooth Sharples. How are you doing on this lovely Wednesday evening? What's up? What's up? I'm so pumped to be back. I'm so excited. I was... uh. Just living life, man, getting shit together. I'm starting school up, just moved my job up to Ann Arbor. My son started kindergarten today. I just was, you know, living the dream, I guess, and you know, but uh, I'm ready to get back. I'm excited, man. I'm really pumped for this uh, upcoming football season. Start doing my bets again, start giving you guys some picks. Um, yeah, that's where we're going with this one. So what you got yeah. going first, Sammy? What do you want to talk about? Well, first, I just want to mention for me, I had some shit going down, too. I got a job as a news reporter for the Daily Chief Union over in Upper Sandusky. It's super sweet. I love it. It's a legit news reporting job. I'm talking to, you know, all the people that run that town, the sheriffs, the the chief of police, the mayors, the council, the board of educations and the local schools. It's, It's a ton of fun. It's, you know, you just kind of that's your beat. And it's, and it's just, and there's always something going on. So I, I I'm yeah. loving it. It's, it. You just, it feels legit compared to just sports blocking, which is what I've been doing like the eight years before that. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm really that's loving awesome, it. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm proud of you. That's awesome. Can to get you that one yeah. step closer to some bigger stuff too. Oh yeah. Or fuck it. If I love it, I'll just stay there forever. You know what? Man, I got no problem with small town life, man. That's that's kind of born you and know, raised there. Yeah. I tell you what, man, the older I get, the more I, I agree with that. The more I always wanted to leave and I always wanted to, uh, you know, experience something that I thought was going to be more. And I actually went out and did a lot of that stuff. And mm-hmm. I tell you what, I think the small town life is is more suitable to, to, to me and I think would be more suitable to a lot of people if they got a chance to experience it. So I have no problem being a small town guy or a medium yeah. town guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had my <laughs> I time. I could living handle in, it. Yeah. I had my time living in Columbus, living in Toledo. And I definitely think uh, upper Sandusky, everybody's just so freaking friendly to me and been so welcoming. It's been just crazy fun. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm probably going to move there in November at some point, just so I don't have to commute almost an hour to work and back every day. 
So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I've been uh, actually lucky enough. Yeah, could stick around. I've been actually uh, looking up to moving up past, uh, by Ann Arbor myself, maybe next year. Uh, Ooh, not Ann Arbor know. itself, but <laughs> maybe. Then maybe. On you. <laughs> it's so beautiful up there, man. It's so beautiful. Uh, but I want to find a little small town around there, move my kids there, and it'd be, it's it's nice up there, dude. You know, it's more uh, it's more nature friendly. I like it mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. So, yeah, my kid started kindergarten, dude. He's he. <laughs> I'm getting old. He had his first day today. He's got. He, he. You know what? His teacher is actually pretty hot. He's got the hottest teacher in the entire <laughs> building. <laughs> She's a taller blonde chick. I'm like, he would well, get this girl for his teacher. If you tap that, you better not like just love it and leave it because she'll fail and have to repeat <laughs> kindergarten. Take it out on, actually, take it out on your, your child. She actually just got married, unfortunately. Hey, that doesn't it's mean, all right, doesn't mean anything to you. <laughs> oh man, hey, you want to start? Let's start off with the with that McGregor fight. Yeah. So okay. Let's do what did, well, first, what did you think of that? First, I want to say what you were expecting in the fight. Like, did you think it would be competitive, or did you think it was just going to be um, a weather destruction? Well, let me give you my exact prediction. I posted prior to the fight. I think um, I did I'll read that. that. Yeah, I'll read I, it I did read audit. that actually. Yeah. So let's hear it. Um, so this is what I put. So my take slash prediction on the Mayweather versus McGregor fight. I said Mayweather by TKO. I don't think that Mayweather will rock him with a big shot. However, I do think that through the first six to eight rounds, he's going to be picking McGregor apart and grinding him down. He's going to wear him wear down McGregor, and eventually he will land a flurry of combos, and the fight will just be stopped. So for those that say Mayweather doesn't have the power, he won't need it. Yep. That's what I said. And you, you totally and, called that part. I think the only thing that yep. we both got wrong, because we both expected Mayweather to, to either get a late stoppage or win a decision type of thing and, and blow yep. him out. I don't think either of us expected McGregor to win like three or four rounds. No, At but least I didn't. he did I, it. I thought maybe, yeah. I thought maybe McGregor <laughs> would win the first round just by being really aggressive and Mayweather just trying to figure him out. I didn't yeah. expect McGregor to win three of the first four and then to win like the seventh or maybe even the eighth. I think it was the eighth. Actually. It, it was eighth. He won the eighth. And yeah. actually that fourth, that fourth round was a toss up too. Yeah. 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 It was like the first, I think it was the third and fourth were close and I gave one of them to McGregor and one of them I thought could have gone to May, to Mayweather. So, I mean, you could argue that Mayweather or that McGregor was up five to three heading into the ninth round. Now, granted that's when McGregor got tired. And Mayweather just started lighting him the fuck up in the ninth. For sure. And then real bad. McGregor couldn't even like keep his hands up at that point. And then they got the stoppage in the tent. Now he didn't get knocked out. And I'm glad that he didn't get knocked out. People were complaining that the ref stepped in while McGregor was still on his feet. You should be happy that he did that. McGregor is 29 years old. He does not need to be getting knocked flat, you know, dead unconscious, uh, in a boxing match, yeah. in a fight that he was clearly on his way to losing. That's not healthy for him. He actually has a future. You don't, May- Mayweather's done. You don't, I mean, sure, he can go out on his shield, but let McGregor live to fight another day. Like, the, the last yeah. thing, like, brains don't heal like like your muscles and everything else. So I'm, I'm very happy that they stopped it the way they did. 
with McGregor not even you know getting dropped. I mean, he just wasn't defending himself intelligently anymore. He couldn't even raise his hand. So good stoppage. It was a 10 times better fight than I ever expected. I honestly, I was thinking it'd be Pacquiao, Mayweather, except McGregor was going to be more aggressive than Pacquiao was. And yeah. Mayweather was, I, I expected Mayweather to just be avoiding everything, dancing around and picking him apart with some pot shots every once in a while when McGregor left an open. I will, and instead, I will tell you this. Go ahead. Finish it. No, and I was just saying, and instead, uh, McGregor was really aggressive. You know, he actually brought some unique switches and feints, and, you know, he, it took McGregor, Mayweather a while to figure him out, especially, I mean, honestly, when McGregor had his wind, Mayweather was losing those rounds. Uh, it was it was when McGregor slowed down that Mayweather took over. So, I mean, it yeah. was it was a great fight. I loved every second of it, and I think Mayweather, even though McGregor lost, I think his stock went up. I mean, how can you expect a guy zero and zero in professional boxing to have one of Mayweather's most fun fights? I'll tell you what, man. Everybody won, too. Everybody. Oh, yeah. They got so won much fucking money. Exciting. <laughs> yeah. They, they, okay, so McGregor <laughs> and, and Mayweather are rich as fuck, per usual. Uh, Connor got a little bit more respect from even the people that didn't have a lot of respect for him. Yeah. Mayweather's 50, you know. Um, the fans got a great fight. I mean, there, it was a win-win for everybody. And a lot of people yep. were talking shit about that spectacle. Now, I do think that Mayweather might have carried him, a, you know, through those second, third, fourth, fifth round, uh, you know, just trying to pick him apart, get, you know, keep it smooth, trying to make the fight drag on a little bit. I think he probably could have turned it on a little bit on McGregor. Uh, I will mm-hmm. say that. But um, like you were saying, McGregor's, speed and his his the way he was fading those punches those are that was some hell of a job yeah uh, nice counters, like that counter uppercut some, um, i mean there was oh, pretty sick. amazing counters and he was the way he was dodging a lot of those uh those like mayweather start going in on him in like the fourth and fifth round and yeah. and may uh mcgregor was he was just fading those shots he was getting he was faking he's fainting he was getting away and like he was just it was he was as quick as mayweather was it was like yeah. when he got he was just, he's just an amazing athlete, man. And I, I don't see how anybody can trash him. And I, no, I think can't. that, uh, I think I, I do think that McGregor, he's got to do something to fix that cardio because yeah, that was what hurt what, him what, against what, Diaz in uh, the first fight was, that he lost. In the UFC. He was murdering Diaz for two rounds <laughs> in both fights. Diaz is not even, I don't, people just hate McGregor that they just bust, they just put Diaz on this pedestal because they want him mm-hmm. to be better than McGregor. But deep down in their hearts, there's no fucking way you can possibly watch them fight and think that Diaz is as skilled of a fighter and as good of an athlete as McGregor is. McGregor picked him apart, made him look like a B fighter for two, for two rounds. Well, more like a round and a half right before he started gassing, but putting him on his ass, mm-hmm. picking him apart, beating the shit out of him, cutting him early just doing all kinds of embarrassing things to Diaz. And then Diaz just has a gas tank that doesn't quit. He has a heart that you can't deny. And McGregor fades. And that's all that was. Mm-hmm. But people people want to take it and say, and that, what, what I don't get, this blows my fucking mind. How can you ever say, just because Diaz has some sort of boxing background, Diaz is not even on the same planet as McGregor is in striking. Not even, mm-hmm. I don't even see, with my own two eyes, I don't see it being close. But you got the comment sections of like BJPenn.com and all those guys. They're all saying, oh, like, uh, you know, uh, McGregor, he, he, he's, uh, you know, he's got to step below Diaz in the boxing category, you know, um, and he can't grapple with Diaz either. 
I'm like, where do you get the point? Where do you get that McGregor is a, a less stri- a lesser striker than Diaz? Where do you get mm-hmm. that from? Do you think that even? Do you think that's good? Do you think that's a good opinion of them to say that? Like, what is your opinion on Diaz versus McGregor striking? I think Diaz's striking is good, but it's I think McGregor's striking is elite. If there's a huge difference, like yeah. McGregor, like he's just has such fast hands, especially in MMA, where they're just not used to that. And like, look, look at the Eddie Alvarez fight. That guy is a good boxer, and McGregor made him look like an idiot. Yeah. Um, and and he, and when McGregor has his wins, when he's you know early in the fight, look what happened against Nate Diaz in the rematch. I mean, he dropped yeah. him like three times in the first two rounds. Picked so, him apart, cut him open. Yeah. So, I mean, his issue is still though is conditioning. When he slows down, he's hittable. His you know his defense is not very good. He can get a second win, like you saw in the rematch that was is still a close fight but mcgregor i think ended up going out and winning the fifth round when i mean i was worried he was going to get finished again in like the third round when diaz was like crushing him so i'm definitely there's something he's got to do about the conditioning because i mean when he gasses uh like he he just can't even defend himself when he's gassing so like that i mean that's something he really needs to focus on because it's cost him two fights now I mean, I, I'm not and saying I, he was going to beat Mayweather, but, I mean, he doesn't get finished if he doesn't gas, probably. So. No, no, I don't think he does either. And I'll tell you what, man, like, I kind of relate to uh, – I'm not obviously not the elite athlete that McGregor is, but I relate to him in the uh, sense that some people just can't get the, get the conditioning no matter what they do. I just I think it's like a, uh, just a, a genetic thing, man. It's just because back in the wrestling, I, I, I was, like, running – I was – slow as shit when it came to long distance because I can get the, you know, I can run the first half of the mile, three quarters of the mile, like nothing, but that fourth, third, fourth lap, probably third and a half to fourth lap when we're just running like uh, sprint miles and stuff, just, man, I couldn't handle it. And and Mm -hmm. I would do this shit all year and I felt like I barely improved ever. And it wasn't until I got into boot camp when I was almost like mentally forced to to push myself or I was going to get put on my ass that I ever run good times in the mile or like the ha- I had run a mile and a half because in boot camp, you know, we're doing like five, six miles a day. Yeah. So I was almost forced to have a good time. But I, as soon as boot camp was over and I got to my tech school, I got to my first base, I was really strong. This is like when I was in my peak physical form and, you know, I was super strong. I was powerlifting, but my conditioning immediately took a dive once I didn't run five, you know, four or five, six miles a day. Oh yeah. Especially when you're adding muscles and they require so much oxygen. Yeah. And I know that's like, that's to be expected, but mine really took a dip. You know what I mean? I, I was running like mid to upper six minutes for the mile, which isn't bad. It's not, it's not great compared to like some of the cross country guys, but for an average guy, that's awesome. Yeah. And I went from, to, you know, running barely, you know, I'm back up in the high sevens, you know, low eights and stuff. And it was just, uh, you know, it was, I just never had the cardio and I never, I never really understood that. I thought, hold on a second. <laughs> Time to yell. <laughs> no, we're good, man. Just keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. I got my son came down. Everybody heard that. <laughs> I had to mute the mic for a second. You know what he came down? He came down uh, watching uh, fucking bench warmers. You ever watch that movie? No. Dude, Benchwarmer is did. with, like, did you know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah, doesn't it have, like, the dude from Napoleon Dynamite? and? Yeah. 
So uh, John Lovitz is in the movie, and he's like this billionaire nerd that like sponsors the team, and and like they're playing the end of the movie. They're playing for this uh, this giant stadium that he's gonna fund and build, and he's supposed to build it in like 24 hours. I mean, you know, it's unrealistic. It's a movie or whatever, but it's this amazing movie. They show this our amazing uh, stadium and everything. Well, he tells the builder, he's like, "Hey, I need you got 48 hours, I think it was, to build this." He goes, "Are you serious?" And he goes. If you build it, nerds will come. Because <laughs> they're like, they're all nerds. Teams about nerds and shit. So he's like, like mm-hmm. you know, uh, Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come. Well, he's like, if you build it, nerds will come. So I'm in Braxton <laughs> yesterday. We're, I, it's like I'm laying down on the floor. He has this little tent in his room. And I'm laying with him watching TV. And he's, uh, he's uh, falling asleep. I feel his tap on my shoulder. And he goes, he's whispering. He's like, Dad. I was like, what? He's like, remember, if you build it, nerds will come. <laughs> That's what he said to me out of nowhere in the middle of the dark in his tent. I was just laughing so hard, man. Oh, yeah. It's it's a great movie. You guys got to check that out. But anyways, with the McGregor thing, um, I think his next fight's going to end up being Diaz. Diaz is going to have to down to 55, though, to, mm-hmm. rest, to, to fight him. Yeah, they're going to fight again. It's tied 1-1, probably going to be for the title this time. Like the early on, like everybody wants McGregor to come back and face like Habib or Tony Ferguson, but I think he's going to face Diaz. No, yeah, because none of those fights even are even going to compare as far as money and yeah. excitement. I mean, I mean once, he, once he knocks Diaz Especially if you throw in the, the titles on the line for it, like just adds it even more incentive and it'd be in the trilogy tied 1-1 type of thing. So Yeah, and I we'll think see, being but... at 155, he won't have the same size advantage. And I think that uh, mm-hmm. um, I think the, the I think McGregor will keep his legs a little bit more when he doesn't have to deal with a giant Diaz. Yeah. And uh, I think he's going to merc Diaz bad. He's going to beat his ass. Especially since he's been all this him. time training. Yeah, he's going to fish him because his boxing is incredible right now. And Diaz wants to, Diaz will stand and bang with him. He's gonna get fucked up. Mm-hmm. So that's my take on that, man. But I got, yep. yeah, I'm proud of McGregor, man. He did a great job, and I was excited. I thought everybody won. Uh, my my buddy Adam paid for the fight, so I didn't have to pay 100 bucks. <laughs> I went to the Tiffin uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. They had like a 10 dollar cover, and watched it there. Oh, it really? was awesome. I went with my, I went with my uncle. We just watched all the prelims, every fight for boxing all the way up to the main event too. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So although I did end up what spending about, with and everything like fifty bucks. <laughs> and yeah. the food and beer. I love food and beer. But <laughs> but anyways, uh so on to John Jones. Yeah, got we gotta talk about that. Substance again. Um failed a drug test. In um I gotta say was, this uh, one yeah. Turn a ball. Go ahead. Uh, it really actually it jerked at my heartstrings, man. You know I'm a big fan of John Jones. Yeah. You you watch you remember when during that fight that I was watching with you at B does with you and your uncle? I he's my favorite oh. fighter, him and McGregor. They're like basically one A, one B. I love John Jones. I know he's made a lot of mistakes, but I keep I keep my sports like a sports and I leave the personal life yeah. on the side. Unless they're like raping women or beating women. You know, you get what I'm saying. Like unless they're doing some horrific shit. I don't particularly care what they do on the side. 
Um, so I was, I stuck by him through and through. I was really excited for him. And when he won the title back, I was super pumped to finally get, you know, the goat back and, uh, watch him, you know, defend that title and just really take it to the next level. He's going to move up to heavyweight and fight Stipe and it was just going to be great. And then, and then he gets popped. And I really don't know what to take, think of it because part of me feels like since I'm a pretty reasonable person, you know, when it comes to normal stuff, obviously I can have some outlandish opinions. When it comes to this, you know, your everyday life, the the reasonable person would never risk that. It, yeah. it it makes me it makes me feel like there's no reason for him to do what he did, and I kind of it's hard for me to believe that it's true. But on the flip side, he may be he may have been that stupid. Yeah, and that it was it, it, it's just so disappointing. Mm-hmm. And now people are. Now people are going to take away from him his his accomplishments. And, and he's so accomplished. He's so I mean, accomplished. Guy, but that's growing an all-time great legacy. You know, on a level yeah. that, like, like a Tiger Woods level, mm-hmm. that you never see. You know, Tiger Woods is unprecedented in his fall because of the things yeah. that he did that led up to his, you know, de- you know, departure from the top of the golf ranks. Now you got John Jones almost doing the same shit, except for he's in his absolute prime. Yep. You know, he's, you know, late twenties, right where you're in a physical peak in your prime. He just won the belt back. You, no one's actually ever beaten him, actually beat him. And, you know, at this point he's looking unbeatable. Um, I, I didn't see anybody that, I think he would have murked Stipe too. Stipe's kind or of a smaller heavyweight. They're trying to hype up a Brock Lesnar fight, and yeah. that was going to be an easy John Jones win, I think. Man. Uh, yeah, here's the details on it. It was the anabolic steroid Terenable, and it was from the pre-fight, pre-fight drug screening the day before the fight. Yeah. What the fuck was he thinking? <laughs> now, Jesus. they take they, – I have a question. Yeah. So they take a post-fight test, right? Yeah. And he passed it, right? I don't know for sure on that. I've heard that. I heard he did. Don't quote me on that, obviously. But he passed the two leading up to it that were like a week apart. And then I think it was like, what, two weeks later, he got popped before the fight. And then I know they have to take a post-fight one. What if he's clean on that? Do you I'm think not sure. That, that was a t- I mean, do you think that would be a his substance? It's just so weird. Like, how do you get that substance in your body? That is a serious steroid. Like, that's not something that's just out on the street and just people dump it into supplements, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a steroid that people have been testing for for over a decade, I think. That's an old steroid. Yeah. So and I, it's, it's they're saying stupid. They're saying that they, they think that he had a doctor that was keeping him on a perfect schedule and they miscalculated by a day. And that, Wouldn't that he... Me. Because uh, the piss test that he failed was a known one. It wasn't a random one. It was mm-hmm. he knew he was getting it. It was a pre-fight one. It's like scheduled. He passed all mm-hmm. the random ones, and then he failed that one. And, and then I'm under the impression that he passed the one that was after the fight. Mm-hmm. So I don't know for sure. The if thing he, with if the after true, the fight is like you. From the time they do the pre-fight one to the one after the fight, like you have drained your body so much from the weight cut and then rehydrated. Like there's been so many fluids flying through your system. It could flush some stuff out too. So I don't know. There's just, 
Joe Rogan said uh, on on his uh, podcast this week that John Jones is the number one fuck up of all time in MMA in MMA history, and I can't oh, yeah. disagree with him. I can't disagree. Well, with you him. know, it's, it's, he was such a he was he was arguably the number one fuck up before this, and then this is just over the top. Yeah, man. I mean, and it sucks because he won that title on his talent. And uh, I feel bad for uh, Cormier, too, even though I don't really like him. But it's like he, he, he got two times he got beat by him. He, something was fucking fishy about it. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I'm very disappointed. I'm extremely disappointed. I, I wish we had some callers to talk about this with. Um, but, well, you know, I hope that they find something to to get him off of this. <laughs> I just want it to go away so I can continue to watch him fight and be amazed. I want mm-hmm. to watch that Steve fight because uh, Dana White said that was his next fight. Yeah. Was, was or I, I was hoping to see him fight uh, Ozdemir, the guy that just murdered Jimmy Manua right before in the coming event. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That would have been fun. But yeah. So yeah, even more about the steroid is it's like a short acting um, type of a steroid that, I mean, yeah, a short acting, quick leaving your system steroid that pumps up your aggressiveness type of thing. Like that definitely seems like something that you would take and try to get in and out of your system right before a fight type of thing. So it wouldn't make sense that that could be out of his system by the post-fight drug test. So that's what yeah, that's what man. Rogan said on the show. So I don't know, man. It's it's just fucked up. And like this guy's so good, he doesn't need steroids. Like he never had the most no. knockout power. He was just long and awkward, and he has this like body designed to just destroy people. I mean, you don't need to have steroids to use those crazy long limbs and just leverage elbows into people's faces. Like, yeah. And, and his, and his reaction yeah. time is second, second to none, dude. He's just in his composure. Yeah, don't help to that. No. Give and him more punching power, maybe to, to throw people around a little bit type of situation. But yeah. So yeah, a lot of the stuff that he bad. did that he was amazing at, you don't need steroids for. So no. I don't know. It just pisses me off because I have been like one of his number one supporters since day one, just like you. And I've just been let down and let down over and over again. And at this point, I'm just like, fuck this guy. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like at this point, well, if it, yeah. So, I mean, it could be not four I was years. Just, I was just going to, I was just going to say, let's yeah. wait, let's, let's wait for the, uh, the, the whole, you know, investigation to get done with, and we can we can revisit this topic when he actually either gets suspended or cleared. Mm-hmm. Let's hope cleared. I, I'm praying for cleared. It's you know, be I hope I, clear. This, this isn't something that is. Yeah, I get it. At best, I'm like, let's just sweep this under the rug. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a serious steroid that usually a first time offender gets a two year suspension from WADA, the, the drug testing agency. And this is yeah. his second time getting popped for steroids. Third time failing a drug test if you include the coke. And yeah, it, it definitely. What was, what was his other? What was his other? What it was like an estrogen blocker, right? His other failed yeah. test. test. It was it, he tested for the same thing that Lesnar tested for in UFC 200. 
Jesus. He, he said he it was from dick had... pills or something. Yeah, that's what he said. He did say that. <laughs> he, on, probably did. he probably looked. He probably looked up, man. What is the most reasonable thing I could take that could have yeah. this? And, shit and that, that would, that would sound embarrassing, so people would believe it if I admitted it, because I'm like, you know, you know, humiliating myself yeah. to admit this. No, yeah, I don't even take that buy that one at this point. So, yeah, come on, John Jones needs dick pills. Give me a break. Yeah, no shit. He's probably, he's fucking hard twenty four seven probably. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, so you want to hop into uh, the NFL? Yeah, what do you want to do, NFL or college football first? Let's do NFL. Okay. Let's do NFL. And we'll close with college football since I think Ohio State plays tomorrow. I mean, this shit is getting serious. I mean, that's yeah. So all right, yeah, NFL. I we got to let's, let's start right. with the fucking Browns, man. Three and zero in the preseason. Who'd have thought right. that shit? Me, I love the Browns. Quarterback. And, and they we, I released that too. Joe Hayden today. Holy yeah. fuck! Um, he's supposed to he's supposed to sign with the Steelers he's on a three years twenty seven million. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Already they with signed the Steelers, three years twenty seven million with the Steelers. I yep. was actually hoping that uh, he'd go to the Pats. Yeah, Pats need. Yeah, that would have been nice. But uh, I actually, I I am high on the Browns this year. I actually thought that uh, Kaiser would start sometime this year. I did not think he, he would start preseason. Well, the, when good. I started hearing Hugh Jackson, Hugh Jackson fell in love with them at, during spring. Mm-hmm. And uh, once that happened, I, I was starting to say, I, if we had more shows, I would have been able to talk more about it. But yeah, uh, I, I thought Kaiser was going to start oh, like last month. I thought he's probably going to end up starting the season out because he was playing pretty well, except for that last game. He played like shit. I even thought um, the last game he looked good. I mean, there was a bunch of drops. And, and the yeah, interception wasn't good, obviously. Bad. But but he yeah. was driving well. He he made some NFL like he made some really nice throws to Coleman. Like his final line was like line. six for eighteen with the with the interception. But I think he looked way better than what the stats indicated because of yeah. drops you and know, some he, other. He, did, he made he made a couple throws. He he had that one like long seam route. I don't know if you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah yeah he yeah. He hit that. Yeah. Um and that was long. That was a good pass, like a, what twenty yard or something like that. This looked really yeah. nice. Um. Like he, he looked good. All just the ball, I like the ball looks yeah. different coming out of his hand compared to the other guys. Like it just kind of well, looks, it looks slower. It looks slower with the yeah. other guys. He he looks, but he quick. But he doesn't he throw looks, it like Brett Far level where it's like a fastball that's going to break your hand or no, jam you into. He, so he he looks just, just he looks good. good. He, it, comes, it comes out like uh like kind of like Matt Ryan. Yeah, I'm ready that to have like some Matt growing Ryan. pains with this kid. I really want to see what he can do. Yeah, and he looks good. and the and but, uh, the have playmakers, man. Coleman's looked really good in preseason. I think with Crowell and Johnson, they're good running backs. When we didn't have a good line, I think they're going to have really good seasons this year. So yeah. we'll see. I think uh, yeah. I think this is going to be an interesting year. I predict they will at least double their win total from last year. I I have all my predictions here. Did you write in? <laughs> You're going you to say every single team and stuff. Every or, single team. I am predicting the entire NFL in the standings. Okay, you can do I, that. And I'll pick like who I think will win divisions and shit, or maybe my Super right. Bowl type of shit. It, it, hey, I'm not football, going that into hey, I know football is your shit. It's my shit. So this is. Let me go into uh, AFC East. I'll, I'll let you chime in each division, but AFC East, man, I got New England at 16 and 0. I think they're running the table this year. I do. I think they're the most talented team, top to bottom, that 
the NFL scene pretty at, pretty much uh, in the last decade since they did it before. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that addition of Brandon Cooks is is going to set that offense into another level, even Isn't with Edelman going out. Even yeah. with Edelman going out, he was hurt a lot last year too. Yeah. Um, but Brandon Cooks is a monster, and he is perfect. He fits that offense so perfect, and that's why yep. Belichick went out and got him. Wes Welker number and, uh, two. Yep, but faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> faster and has more game-changing speed. Uh, I, and their defense got, you know, they added McCourty, and they uh, they got a lot of great players. They added uh, Gilman, or Gilmore. No, they got, you got Gilmore from uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Buffalo. So that secondary set, um, they're, they're looking good. So I got them at 16-0. I got Miami, uh, even with Cutler. Because of that division, and uh, yeah. they got to play the Jets twice, they play the Bills twice, and they got some mm-hmm. games, that, a lot of winnable games. I have the Miami Dolphins at ten and six, and making the play. Really good skill players, yeah. With uh, Lander Jones, with uh, Arajo or whatever that running back is, that guy and carried yeah, me yeah. in fantasy football last year. Like I picked him up yeah. as a free agent, and he was one of the best running backs the whole season. Yeah. Fucking Wes was always like the last place team in our league at last year, and his team was actually not that bad. He just wasn't scoring well, and he just kept stealing all the players because we had the waiver wire like worst team yeah. every week. He just he fucking stole everybody you can think of last year, and Jaya was one of them. So, uh, and then I got the bills. I got the bills at six and ten, and I think that might even be generous. Um, they're losing mm-hmm. some shit on defense. I think they lost like three big time playmakers on defense. They just dumped uh, the, their Watkins. The more, the, yeah, they dumped Watkins, got Jordan Matthews. He's just a, a weak-ass slot receiver. I honestly think that the fact that I put the Bills at 6-10 and 10 is, is just indicative of their weak schedule. Um, but they actually – don't be surprised if they're like 3-13. and 13. They're a bad team. And then I got the Jets at 1-15. and 15. I almost put them at 0-16 because they're so fucking bad. They're just so bad. But I think their defense can keep them in, in, in some games. So I got them at one and fifteen. So that's my pick for the AFC East. You got the you got some something similar. Or? Yeah, very. I, I have that exact like one through four. I think the Dolphins might lose a couple more just because I don't trust Cutler, and yeah. the Jets are going to be real bad. I think the Patriots will lose like once or twice. I mean, it's just it's the NFL. Shit happens. Yeah, like, for sure. And they play the Falcons, so. and they got they got a good they got a yeah. There's going to be there's going to be some sure. tough games for them, and who knows. Like injuries happen. Tom Brady's going to be over forty years old, so I know that he's in like crazy good shape and everything, but he's got to get old sometime. <laughs> I'm just going on bold on that one, but uh, yeah. So let's go to the AFC North. You know, Cleveland. All right. Uh, so I got Schittsburg. I got them at eleven and five. Um, I, they have proved their defense pretty good, and they still got that wicked offense. I mean, they're oh, not yeah. taking a step back in offense, and they might even be better. Martavius Bryant's healthy, and he's not suspended. Yep. Um, everything's looking good for them. Um, I think that uh, they're, they're 11 and five, and don't and don't be surprised if they, you know, they win 12, 13 games. I got Cleveland in second place in the division at seven and nine. I think that them well, and Baltimore are seven and nine, and I think Cleveland they win some sort of tiebreaker. So I think they're I think Cleveland and Baltimore are both seven and nine. That's my prediction for them. Um, Loads of improvement for Cleveland. Their line is actually one of the better lines in the league. Their yep. defensive line is strong. Um, their secondary, even when they got, they only got rid of Hayden because that who was that guy? I, yeah, they've had a three blank. guys nine, nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten, I would Buddy tell you the guy's Calhoun, name. Damn it. Is that the one? 
Uh, no, somebody just played basically in. He was he was going for that slot with with uh, Hayden, and he took it from him. That's why they got rid of him. Then I got Cincy at six and ten. You gonna look him up? Let me see. I'll look up uh, who the guys were. That yeah, but I got I got Cincy going uh, six and ten, and that's who I got. All right, uh, McCordy, Calhoun, and were any of those two the guys you mentioned? No, you were thinking of. No. Uh, Jamar Taylor? Well, well, I think that might be him, Those are actually. like the top three corners. I, I believe it was Jamar Taylor took his spot. Yeah, so that's because they're going to be on nickel D, and those three will probably be out at all times for the most part. All that, yeah, and that was Hayden's specialty was the nickel D. But uh, what, uh, what do you got going on with the North? Yeah, the, the main thing is I think the Browns are not going to be last. I can't promise they'd be second. I think that's optimistic, and I'm a Browns fan. I can't be overly optimistic. It's just not in our nature. I do I think the think Steelers seven win. Wins to get you. Yeah, I just seven, think the Ravens are going to It's not out of the realm of possibility because they don't have a very strong schedule. And, oh, I looked at it, and that's why yeah, I'm happy. And, and the Browns, seriously, I think, you know, they, with the offensive line, I think their defense is going to be scary with Miles Garrett. I mean, that guy is a freak. Uh, Bro, like he just gets this, around yeah. the edge. Yeah. They start and they start off. They're gonna. They start off with the. Yeah, they're Steelers, gonna lose the Pittsburgh. Yeah, but they can beat the Ravens potentially. I think they're gonna beat mm-hmm. the Colts. They can beat the Bengals. They can beat the Jets. They can beat the Texans. I think the Titans are gonna be really good this year. I don't think they're gonna. Mm-hmm. I think they lose the Titans and Vikings and the Lions, but then they can beat the Jags potentially. They can beat the Bengals oh, yeah, again. They, uh, they can beat the Bears and, and I mean uh, and the Ravens. I mean they could, they could definitely get seven wins there, or they can be even five wins. You know what I mean? But definitely. They're with the five to seven win range for sure. I think the Bengals are going to be one of the league's worst teams this year. I really do. Like their offense has some good players, obviously, you know, AJ Green, Hill and uh, Dalton, but I think their defense is going to be bad again. I think their offensive line takes a step back. So especially losing Zeitler, that hurts. I mean, he's one of the best guards in the NFL and went to the Browns. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I think, you know, I really do think this is a team that it's young, that believes in itself. And I'm really going to be, this isn't the year that I think they really turn the corner. I think that's next year when they get like two more, they have two more first rounders and like three second rounders next year. I mean, that's really when I think that they become kind of scary. So, yeah, but I think this is definitely a team that, yeah, this is a team that's buying into the process of, you know, the money ball of football that they're trying to do. And I think and it's working, that, man. Uh, really... That Howard Wilson, he's that cornerback from Houston that got hurt in the mm-hmm. in the spring. Yeah. He's actually super good. Yeah, they, they have a lot of high hopes yeah. for a fourth-rounder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't hurt his knee yeah. as bad as they thought. Like, it was something that wasn't – like, he, he could be back in time, like, after the first couple of weeks of the season. Even. So Hey, Rangers are yeah. up 6-1 right now. Nice. Good Rangers. for them. The, see, they, the Indians swept the Yankees today. Double yeah, header. Right? Yeah. Um, the Rangers they, hit uh, – Napoli, Napoli hit a grand slam off of Keiko. And that's how they got nice. six runs in one inning. Yeah. I Anyways, want to keep losing. Get uh, first in the American League. Yeah. I want Texas but, uh, to sneak into that wild card. They could. But uh, could. I got uh, – so. so we'll go to the NF, uh, AFC South. Now, this is where I got things interesting. I have mm-hmm. Tennessee having a huge comeback year. 
I got them at 12 and four and I went through their schedule and that's where I got that number from. And uh, I think they're definitely a, a 10 to 12 win team. And I, I went optimistic with the 12 wins. I, uh, I think that offense has greatly improved. They, they definitely uh, shored up that, uh, that defensive line. I mean, they got, they got a lot of good stuff going on there in Tennessee and that division's weak. The whole division's kind of weak. And uh, I think that they can definitely take advantage of that. Corey Davis, once he gets healthy, that's another. They got a Dory Jackson at cornerback. They shore up that that back end of that defense. They got a good linebacker in the fifth round, um, and Brown from UCLA. They're doing they're doing some things over there, and I think that uh, they got a lot of wins on that on that on that uh, schedule. So I got uh, Tennessee being a surprise twelve and four this year. I got Jacksonville going nine and seven because that defense is actually going to be. I took them. I'm starting them. I took them in my fantasy draft. They're going to be one of the top five defenses. They're they're loaded. Their defense is absolutely loaded. Um, I got them at nine and seven. I think that they would be even better if their offense can get their shit together because Bortles is terrible. Mm-hmm. So you know, if they had a better quarterback, they could be a, they could be a threat. You know, and, 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 and I don't know how much I trust Henny either. No, hell no. Uh, yeah, no. So then I got uh, Houston at nine, uh, seven and nine. I still think they got some quarterback issues. Um, and if he, you know, JJY, we'll see if he can stay healthy. And then I got Indy at seven and nine. That's that's strictly based on eight, uh, Aaron or uh, um, Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck coming back, coming back, you know, sometime in a, in a in the near future, maybe like week four or five. Um, if he doesn't come back until late in the season, if at all, then they're definitely like a four win team, if that. So I, I'm assuming that luck comes back. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you care about that division too much. And then uh, well, I, I got I, the I, Yeah, go ahead. I, I can throw in a, my two cents. I think the Colts and Jaguars are going to be the two worst. I'm worried about the Colts getting old and their offensive line doesn't look great. Plus uh, Andrew Luck, I'm definitely worried about his health and when he'll be back. And even if he does come back, I think he's you know, not going to have his timing and rhythm down. So I think the Colts will be last. I think Jacksonville, I just don't trust that offense. Allen Robinson's really good. Fournette's totally unproven. Their offensive line's pretty good, but I don't know. There's, the quarterback situation is atrocious, probably one of the worst in the NFL right now. And I, there's just too many question marks right now. I, I think they could have a, a rough season. And I'm totally with you on the Titans. I think the Titans and Texans will be duking it out for first. Um, yeah, t- the Texans have a bad quarterback situation, but that didn't stop them last year. I mean, they had Brock Osweiler start 12 games, and they had one of the best records in the NFL. So, I did, yeah, that the division was whack. And I think I that Tennessee's done enough to, to really bring it back, to, yeah. to bring that. And Mariota's talented. But, yeah, I think, I think they'll talented. still be duking it out. So Yeah, yeah sure. I, I, have, I have decent thoughts on that division, but, yeah. Okay. A lot of people don't. A lot of people think that's like the worst division to talk about, and it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then the AFC West. I got the Raiders at thirteen and three. Um, I think that uh, their offensive line is ridiculously good. Derek Carr is awesome. They got uh, Beast Mode running the ball now. Um, they uh, they actually they improved that secondary through the draft, and so I got them at thirteen and three. I have the Chargers. I like their offense a lot, and I got them at ten and six. I think they're going to have a bounce back here and make the playoffs. 
I got Denver at nine and seven, and I only got them at nine and seven because their defense is still pretty damn legit. So I got them at nine and seven. I got the Chiefs falling back down to nine, uh, seven and nine. I think they got a lot of losses on that on that schedule. It's a tough schedule, and the Chiefs, um, mm-hmm. you know, they just lost Spencer Ware, so they got Kareem Hunt, Toledo guy, uh, coming mm-hmm. in to start running back for him now. So they, you know, they got a lot of issues going on that I don't like. So uh, that's my take on that. I like to so for the playoff teams, I like New England one seed, Raiders two seed, uh, um, Raiders two seed, Tennessee three seed, and Pittsburgh four seed. Those are all winning the divisions. And then I have uh, Miami and the Chargers um, getting the getting the wild card. Nice. So Raiders and New England get a bye. I think the AFC West is going to be one of the more competitive divisions. I think. Anybody out of that division could win it. I think the Raiders are the most talented team. Um, the Chiefs have talent, but, I mean, they still don't have an elite quarterback. We'll see if, if uh, Patrick Mahomes can unseat Alex Smith. That could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally am with you on the Chargers. I mean, Joey Bosa is a game changer on defense. And yeah. – uh, and on offense, you know, they still have Melvin Gordon, who looked like he finally turned the corner last season after people have been hyping him up. And, yeah, as, as long as they can stay healthy with uh, all the receivers they have, Phillip Rivers yeah, is still one of the best quarterbacks. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think, the, I think the Chargers definitely bounce back here. They lost to the Browns yeah. last year. They, you can't go any lower than that. Yeah, I remember that shit. But, uh, yeah, they, I mean, they, they definitely they got their, uh, their line kind of – they revamped that line here in free agency and through the draft. They got a couple guards in the draft early in the draft, and I think they're you know they're trying to they're trying to they're trying to create a more stable offensive line. They got a bunch of they got a bunch of pretty decent receivers like Tyra Williams. Hey, uh, you're starting to cut out. Can you hear me? You're starting to cut out. Yeah, you sound like a robot right now. How about now? Do I? How do I? Do you hear me? Fine. Yeah, can you hear me? No, I'm going to – can you disconnect and call right back in? Because, yeah, it, it sounds like you're skipping pretty bad. All right, so hopefully Brandon gets right back in. Shouldn't take too long to, to get him back on the show. Ooh. I'd prefer not to be the one leading the NFL discussion. I mean, I know what I'm talking about, but I'm not an expert. And Brandon definitely is much more of an expert. This guy is obsessed about the NFL. So I definitely want him to be leading this discussion. I'm more the guy that can just offer in the occasional smarmy comment. So come on, Brandon, get your ass back in here. All right. How do you let's see how you sound? Say say something. You there? I don't hear you. Are you muted? Fuck. He's in the studio. I have him unmuted. He's live. His mic is live. So I don't know what's going on. It's not good. All right. He's going to try again. So he was able to disconnect and, and call again. So hopefully we can get this situation shorted, sorted out. 
I will probably be cutting this in the edited version of the episode that we post on SoundCloud. So enjoy it while you're listening to it live, because that's probably the only time it's going to be there. <laughs> so hopefully it doesn't take too long. Well, I guess while we wait, I can check how my fantasy baseball team is doing right now. That's going to be riveting entertainment. But let's see. Yesterday. Uh, Edwin was my only guy that hit a home run. Hey, Raphael Devers stole the base. Good for him. I want to see if Brandon's back. Not yet. I only had one pitcher pitch, and it was Cody Allen had a perfect four-out save with three strikeouts. Blew away Aaron Judge. We will be doing an Aaron Judge uh, check-in. All right, let's see. Brandon's back. Yes, there he is. And right. no choppiness. Good. All right. Sorry, guys, about that. Sometimes it happens. Um, so I got NFC East. NFC East, I have Dallas at 12 and 4. I have Philly at 12 and 4. I have Washington at 8 and 8, and Giants at 8 and 8. That is, I think, this is the most competitive division in football. And I love Dallas, no matter whether or not they get Zeke or not. I think that uh, they're more than serviceable, more than serviceable backs there to run behind that line. I think Dak is still going to be an elite uh, quarterback. I think he may take a step back and throw a little bit more interceptions. I mean that that interception to touchdown ratio was um, unsustainable, but I think that he's the real deal. I don't see any, I don't see a real bad regression with him. Um, I think he'd be all right. And mm-hmm. I like Philly. I think Philly has a huge bounce back here. They signed Alshon Jeffrey. Um, and, uh, they, they they got some they got some good pieces. They who they just add? They just added the guy from uh, from uh, Buffalo in that like three team trade. So it was pretty dope. I like that. I like that trade. So I got them at twelve and four, man. I think their offense. I think uh, you're gonna see a big step up in their offense. Um, and their schedule is pretty good. It's pretty favorable. And, uh, we'll, you know, we'll go from there on those guys. And then I have Washington 8-8 eight and, eight and Giants 8-8. Eight eight. I think Giants, uh, I think they're a couple years away from actually getting back to the top of that division. Mm-hmm. They're starting to they're starting to peak a little bit, too. So, I don't know. What do you think about that division? Yeah, it's crazy competitive. I mean, Washington had one of the best offenses in the league last year. And they added some pretty serious weapons with, you know, like Terrell Pryor, who put up crazy numbers with the Browns quarterbacks. <laughs> How's yeah. he going to do? I know you don't like Cousins, but, I mean, the guy puts up numbers. I think he had the most uh, yards in the league last year, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so it'll be very interesting to see how he does when he has some pretty good receivers and one of the best tight ends in the league to throw to, all healthy. So I think Washington – might be a sleeper team in this division if their defense doesn't suck balls. Um, the Eagles, Carson Wentz, second year. I mean, if he can continue to develop, they are a very scary team. Um, obviously, the Cowboys have just so much talent, especially on offense. That offensive line is going to keep everybody safe and going to get them, a, who, no matter who's the running back. I mean, with Zeke, they were crazy, but whoever's at running back is going to get some yards with that line. And the quarterback is going to get some time to throw. 
So I think that they're going to be pretty scary as well. And I, I think the Giants will be last in the division, honestly. Just yeah, I don't like that I team. Think- it just feels <laughs> like they're getting old. Like all their best uh, playmakers, other than obviously, uh, what's his name? Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. Yeah. It, other yeah. than Bel- Beckham, it just feels like that team is getting old. Like they used they, to have so many. They did add uh, Brandon Marshall, I think, is a still a hell of a he's old uh, now. end zone. Yeah, but he's a yeah. he's still a huge uh, NFL uh, wide receiver. He's got he's a big target for the for the end zone. So, but I think that uh, Carson Wentz might be the most improved player in the entire league this year. I think that he's going to put up some big numbers. He he's going to he's definitely going to be proving that pick. Uh, worthy, so I, I'm I'm high on Carson Wentz. I I should have took him in my fantasy draft. I I waited and waited on the quarterbacks, and he got snatched up by the douche of the league. But anyway, let's get into the my my favorite team, the Vikings. Let's get into the NFC North. <laughs> I have Packers at 12 and four. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a big year again, per usual. Um, they added some good pieces like Martellus Bennett. I think they added, they added a like three different running backs in the draft. Uh, they added some guys in D. I got Vikings at ten and six. That defense is still one of the best in the league. Um, the they kind of shored up that line a little bit. It's, it looks pretty good. And then uh, it's not looking great, but it's looking better. And I think if you can keep Sam Bradford in the pocket, he's he's the best. He is one of the best pure throwers in the NFL. If you can keep him in the pocket and he can stay in the pocket and make throws, he's one of the best. He has top three to five range arms in the entire league as far as throwing accurate and throwing on a dime. It's just that if he can get behind a he, – he can't run for shit, obviously, and he needs a line. So if he can if we can protect him, they can definitely move the ball on offense. And uh, I really like Dalvin Cook. He's going to be a hell of a running back. I got Lions at nine and seven. Their defense is pretty, pretty well improved. They added a couple of Florida boys. And uh, so they'll be good. And then I got Bears at three and thirteen. <laughs> Bears are gonna be shit. They're gonna be terrible. Yep. So I think yeah, this is a, a three. Yeah, I think there's a three-team race for first place with the Packers having the slight edge at the top, and the and the Bears are gonna be dumpster fire. I think. I mean, they have a good running back, and that's about it. They gave up way too much to get Mitch Trubisky, and I think. He's going to have when he finally gets in there. I think he's going to have deer in headlight syndrome, especially with them not having a great offensive line. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really, really bad season for the Bears. And I like, yeah, the Lions' offense looks good, uh, especially if they can stay healthy. Um, Packers obviously are always a threat, and I think the Vikings made some good additions. They made some good draft picks, um, found some good potential replacements for Adrian Peterson. Obviously you can't just step in and replace him, but yeah. And yeah, I think this is going to be a really, really competitive top of the race to the top of that division. It could go down to the wire. So I'm, I'm leaning the Packers just because of history, but uh, Lions and Vikings are definitely contenders. Yeah. Um, I have the NFC South. Now I think the NFC South is like the third most competitive division behind the AFC West and the NFC East. The NFC South has Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Carolina, and New Orleans in it. And I think they're all going to be good teams. So I have Atlanta at 13 and three. They have their offense speaks for itself. It's, it's a, it's a wrecking crew. They're all solid from top to bottom. 
Um, they're decently drafted well over the last two years and it's starting to get better. Keanu Neal is like the hardest hitting safety ever, and he's from he's like Ed Reed hard, and he's from Florida, so he'll be sweet. I got Tampa Bay at eleven and five. Tampa Bay is the legit this year. I think they're going to win a lot of games. They got a good schedule. I think that uh, I think that offense is going to carry them pretty far. I got Carolina bouncing back to at least nine and seven. I think they need a little bit more weapons on offense. Defensively, they're still the same. They're still pretty tough. They didn't lose a whole lot, and so that, I mean they'll be okay. Um, in New Orleans, I have it eight and eight. I think they're improving. I think that they're improving pretty good. They got they added some pieces on defense that they're lacking. They're still going to be scored on like fucking crazy, but uh, you know they're going to improve. And that offense will keep them in any game in the league. So they're eight and eight sounds pretty good there. So that's my take on that division. Yeah, I, I think the Falcons take a step back. I mean, I, there's just no way they can repeat their success from last season. Panthers, I think their defense is old. Um, I think that could be a concern. Like Julius Peppers is on their line. Uh, I think I think that you know that they they just won't be able to keep up down the stretch. Um, I think the Saints are not going to be that good. Like they, their big acquisition was Adrian Peterson, who's in his 30s and had knee surgeries and stuff. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to uh, – I think, I think Tampa Bay could win the whole division, honestly. It would be crazy. But oh, yeah. It would be crazy, but – No, I'm high on them, too. I'm high on them, too. Even, even though the Browns oh, did just beat them. <laughs> hey, you know what? Fucking uh, Jags beat the, the Patriots in the first preseason game. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure so, no major Patriots even played that game, though. This was week three. This is the week that, you know, all the starters are supposed to get a lot of playing time. Oh, that's true. That's that is true. Uh, Seattle, uh, twelve and four. This is the NFC West now. I got Seattle twelve and four. Still tough as hell, mm-hmm. and I think that Russell Wilson is starting to hit his peak. He's gonna be uh, he's gonna be at the top of this game. I think he's an MVP candidate this year. I got Arizona ten and six. Still got a ridiculously solid uh, defense, uh, and uh, their offensive line is starting to get better. And they got David Johnson. He's gonna have a hell of a year. Yep. And then I have, uh, you know, I still think Larry Fitzgerald still top 15 receiver. If not, you know, he's still mm-hmm. he still has top 10 peak. If he's, you know, if he's peaking during the season, he's the top 10 receiver still. He's you know, got the best hands in the league, and he makes plays happen. I got the Rams at four and 12, and I have San Francisco at two and 14. So this is probably the worst division. Yeah. As far as they have uh, two of the worst yeah. teams in the league, but I think Arizona and uh, Seattle both could make the playoffs. Um, yeah, I actually have them both making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't. Oh, you you have Cardinals just on on the outside looking uh, in. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, Dallas as the one seed. No, yeah, I have Atlanta one seed, Dallas two seed, Packers three seed, and then I have Seattle the four seed, and I have um, Philly and Tampa. Taking the taking the other spots, I have I have the Vikings and uh, Seattle or Arizona both out of the playoffs at ten and six. So, yeah. All right. So let's hear it again. Who's in the Super Bowl? I'm going with uh, I'm going with Seattle and New England. I think Seattle's got got a great team, got a great shot this year to make it. Does it make me a pussy that I think that happens too? And I knew it <laughs> no. <not> winning. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. that was, uh, that's what I was going to pick before you said anything. I got. Uh, I, I definitely. I got New England uh, winning the Super Bowl, going undefeated. I'm predicting an undefeated season. Now my M- MVP pick is Tom Brady. Um, the reason being is that Tom Brady's going to have a Tom Brady year. But when you go undefeated and you're the quarterback of that undefeated team, you're going to win the MVP. And that's. I know that sounds boring, but I just think that's that's just legit what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you think? Um, MVP, I think, you know, last year everybody was hyping him up. And this year he find, he stays healthy. Eric Carr, baby. He's got Amari uh, Cooper. He's got some serious weapons. That team is so underrated. Even last year they were good. Uh, and this year hopefully everybody stays healthy. Derek Carr, as long as uh, his knee and leg isn't fucked up. He doesn't, like, get freaked out if somebody gets even close to him. Yeah, I think he puts up sweet. a really insane offensive season. You know, I, I love Derek Carr. I'm a man. I'm a big time fan. I flip shit. I don't know if you recall when the Vikings traded into the first round and took Bridgewater uh, over Carr. Yep. I call him Shitwater. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I mean, I was. Yeah, I call him Shitwater. I was just. I was damn near positive that they were going to take him. So it, it was very disappointing. So. It is what it is, whatever. But uh, I don't know. I'm trying to find the, uh, the overall draft. I was trying to find that. It's not, it's not letting me. Well, for like, what are you trying to find? To look? Oh, you're just um, looking at that draft. Yeah. But anyways, um. So who do you got, offensive and defensive rookie of the year? Did you even look into that? I'm going Miles Garrett, defensive. Yeah, baby. You want to know and something? Then, I think the I think Ornette maybe. I'll tell I think you they're going to rely on him a lot in Jacksonville. I'm going to tell you what. I'm taking the Browns to have both rookie of the years. I think Miles Kaiser? Garrett's going to get. I think Kaiser's going to get it. You want to know why? The Browns are going to have seven wins. That's my prediction. Yeah. So if they if have seven Kaiser wins, Kaiser can He can do weapons. it, and I think that they have weapons, and I think that Kaiser's going to be able to run well. I think Kaiser's going to he's going to have you know nineteen to twenty touchdown passes, probably maybe even like fourteen, fifteen picks, but he's going to have a good efficiency rating. Um, he's going to have a lot of yards. Uh, you know, I think his I think his uh, completion percentage is going to be shit. I think he'll probably be in the fifties somewhere, but. He'll get those wins and he'll have those touchdowns. He may even be in the you know mid twenties for touchdown passes. Yeah. I really I'm think he right now, the- Johnson. He gets those little dump off passes. That guy is one of the only running backs uh, in NFL history to have like back to back, or he's the only running back in the last few years to have like back to back five hundred receiving yard seasons. Oh yeah. Oh, you're gonna get him a bunch yeah. of just shit yeah. yards that he didn't really deserve. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, that's that's my pick. I, I think that another another guy that could probably get a defensive player of the year is Jared Davis from Florida. And I'm not just saying that because mm-hmm. I'm a Florida fan. He's gonna pile up tackles. He's gonna start linebacker yeah. inside linebacker for for Detroit. And I think that you know they have been praising him big time out of camp. And a lot of reporters are reporting nothing but great things. He's already basically like the the coach of that defense right now. And, um, I think that he can pile up the tackle. So Jared Davis is definitely a good pick. 
Miles Garrett, if he can get some sacks going, he'll definitely. You know, he's got. Some I definitely think he will. There. I mean, yeah, he, he looks good. So as long as yeah, he looks explosive. He's he's a game changer. I love watching him. Like yeah, he's he can just get around that edge so quick. Like even against Joe Thomas in practice and shit. And you do that to Joe Thomas, you can do it to anybody. The fact that he's yeah. getting in there and getting reps against Joe Thomas is awesome experience for him too. <laughs> so it's, uh, that's my picks for that, man. Let's hop into uh, let's hop into let's college football. football. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, how do you want to do this? Just pick like uh, who you um, think will make I, it to the, the final four type of situation. Go Heisman winners and I can let me pick. I'll pick the top ten that I think will be the end of the season. But go ahead and predict predict your final four, and, and we'll get into my my lengthy thing here. Okay. So my final four, I think I'm gonna go. Let's see. Alabama, Ohio State. I think that's a lot of people think that's obvious, but I think that that definitely has a good chance of happening. I think Oklahoma State can make it. And hmm, that last team, maybe Florida State, either Florida State or USC. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll just throw out five. I think I think those are the teams. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I think the most overrated team in the entire country is Michigan. Yes. I think that they're they young. Lost too many players. They lost too they many. Lost players. a lot of players. They um. Everybody's high on spate. They say he played well. I think he's just a, 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 your average mediocre quarterback. Um, uh, they lost a lot of receivers. Uh, they have running game one. Florida. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're going to lose to Florida. And Larry, a lot of people are like, oh, Florida has half their team suspended. No, they have two starters. They just lost Jordan Scarlett, which sucks because – this guy was primed for a huge breakout year. He's our running back, and this dude is an athlete. And our offensive line's ready, and he was going to make a huge impact. But we have a couple of really tough backs that are going to be really good, like Perrine and Thompson. Thompson fumbled mm-hmm. a little bit, but Perrine. Perrine's very tough. And then Callaway, he's our biggest playmaker. But that's this is what people need to realize about Callaway. Everybody thinks that this guy's a, like just basically our entire offense. Callaway is the type of player that can change a game on the fly. Like he can return a punt or he can break away and get a long touchdown, but he's not going to take over a game. You're not going to see him get 12 receptions for 188 yards. You know, that's not him. He may have 188 yards, but it's going to be because he broke a fucking 92 yard touchdown. But you got to look at the length of the game. I think from a, the length of the game standpoint, and somebody's going to impact the entire game, he's not a top three receiver on our squad, but he is the best most talented receiver on our squad when it comes to just like making big plays, but he's not going to impact the game. Like you'll see in the stat line of like our, our um, like slot receivers and stuff like, like Massey and those guys. And uh, I think that his suspension is not even going to affect the game. We have Tyree Cleveland who can do the exact same shit as Callaway. And he did last year. We will beat LSU because he had a 92 yard uh, touchdown catch Tyree Cleveland. He's a five-star receiver that was originally going to Houston with Tom Herman. Got cold feet about going there and committed to us. He's a fucking stud. So I think we're fine. So and the other guys are all freshmen and like non-starters. 
I mean, yeah, it's a depth thing, but the depth is like a year long thing. As long as you don't have guys dropping like flies in that game, they're not going to be affected by this, this at all. Just this first week. Then next week we play Northern Arizona. So, I mean, it's nothing or Northern Colorado. I mean, so, uh, I, I, anyways, I'm a huge on Florida this year. Obviously I'm a huge Gators fan. Everybody knows that shit. Mm -hmm. I'm big on Florida. I think Florida, the only game they're going to lose this year is Florida State. And that if Florida State is not healthy, I'm just talking on their schedule. Okay. I'll get to that with Alabama. I don't think they play Alabama. For the not SEC even in the title? Okay. I am taking Auburn to win the, win the West. Wow. Auburn is big time improved. Jared Stidham is the transfer quarterback out of Baylor they just got. Auburn is like Florida. Auburn was stacked. They just didn't have a QB. And they were in disarray. But if you look at Auburn's roster, it's fucking full of five-star guys, four-star guys, guys that are just going to impact the game. And I think Jared Stidham is going to be a monster quarterback, and I have him going to the Heisman uh, ceremony. He's a top-five player in the country. He's awesome. He's going to be one of the best quarterbacks, and everybody's going to know his name by midseason. So, Jared Stidham, bad motherfucker. He's got a great arm. He's going to be awesome. So, I got Auburn winning the SEC West and playing Florida. And I think that Florida could either be run the table and get there, or they're going to lose to Florida State. Florida State needs to be healthy. Florida State's offensive line sucks. So, you could be seeing – and their running backs are all – they have a bunch of, like, freshmen – and like sophomores, like they, they don't have anybody that's worth a shit running the ball until they may be good, but right now, to me, they're not worth a shit because they haven't proved anything. So their defense is awesome. Their defensive line is one of the best in the country, if not the best in the country. Florida State's got a good defense all around. Their secondary is tough, but their offensive line sucks. They have no playmakers on offense outside of their quarterback. I just don't see any. I don't. I don't see them being as as high as everybody thinks they're going to be. I think they can definitely lose to Florida, and I think that uh, Florida can run the table. So, if I'm, for prediction's sake, I have Florida being the, the most surprised team in the Final Four. I think Florida can win the SEC. I think they can beat Auburn. I think they're going to play Auburn. I don't think they're going to play Alabama. I think Alabama is going to, is going to lose a game. It's going to be to Auburn, and I think they could also lose to LSU you know, in a game that they play that is usually played tough. So I got that. Um, I think USC is the problem with USC is they're primed to win, but you, I never know what those guys. Mm-hmm. I like Washington a lot, but I think the USC will end up making the playoffs. I think they're. I think they'll make the playoff. Um, I think it's going to be Florida, USC, Ohio State probably will, because um, I don't. I don't see them losing to Oklahoma based on the fact that Oklahoma has a new coach, and I think they're a little mm-hmm. overrated at seven. They do have um, a good quarterback. They do, but he can't do it all. They don't play Wisconsin. Um, they play Penn State at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Michigan. Be, I think Michigan they're going to Penn State. Yeah, and they, and they play them at home in the shoe at 330. You know what I mean? So – I'm big on Penn State. Actually, I really like Penn State. They didn't lose barely anybody on offense. Yep. Um, yeah, well, so we'll I get to Penn State see. when we talk Heisman. 
yeah, I like I like Penn State um, to be a one loss team. I think they lose to Ohio State. I think Ohio State's going to beat the shit out of Michigan again. I think it's mm-hmm. going to uh, they'll beat them by three touchdowns probably. Um, and they don't have anybody else in their schedule. It's worth a fuck. Everybody else sucks. So Ohio State should run the <laughs> table, honestly. Other if they they're only their only losses. Are, I mean, obviously Oklahoma and Penn State, but I think that Penn State's their biggest test. Just because Penn State always plays them tough. The year before they they went to overtime with them, right? The year before they just lost to them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they've been playing them tough for the last couple of years. So I got Ohio State going, and then my fourth team would be who did I have in there? I'm looking over my stool. Are you thinking Big Twelve? I think they get shut out. I actually think that you're going to see another. You can see Penn State. You can see like Penn State going in. Um, you can see. You think two big Penn teams? State. I think they can do that, or they can act, they can definitely say Alabama only loses to Auburn, but that that's enough to knock them out of the SEC championship game. I can see them sneaking Alabama in there. So it'd be like it could be like Florida, Alabama, Ohio State, USC, or it could be a situation where they put like because Penn State has a pretty decent schedule too. They can run the table and only lose Ohio State, and they can sneak them in because I think a lot of teams are going to have a, a bunch of losses. I'm not. Think high there's any uh, think... smaller schools that could do it? No, like South Florida's overrated. TCU's on the rise. I think TCU's another nine to ten win team. They're tough. I got them. I got, I'm going to be betting on them this year. Uh, Oklahoma State's tough. Like you said, they return a big time offense, but you know their defense is still a Big Twelve defense, and they haven't shown me shit. They can lose to Oklahoma and they can lose the TCU, you know. Maybe so there's teams there. I, um, I think the U. I think Miami's a top ten team. I think at the end of the year, Miami's probably gonna be ranked top ten going into the uh, ACC title game against FSU. I think you're gonna have Florida State um, going to the ACC title game with probably two losses. I think Bama beats Florida State, and I think Florida beats Florida State. So I got Florida State on the fringe top ten, and I had Miami in the top ten going into that final week. Um, I think that Tennessee's going to lose a lot of games. They're in the, they're, I'm looking at the preseason top 25 right now, and I think Tennessee's going to lose a lot. Washington State's going to lose a lot. I think that uh, Kansas State's going to be a surprise team too. I also like Louisville. I, I don't know why everybody hates Lamar Jackson so much. I like him. I think he's going to be a horrible player, and I'm big on Louisville. I think Louisville's a top-ten team. So, um, Wisconsin's got a shitty schedule, too. So, I mean, they're they're going to end up being like a 10-2 and two or 11-1 and one team themselves. I mean, they they uh, they uh they don't play anybody. <laughs> they don't play anybody. They, they play nothing until Michigan. Their schedule is so fucking bad. Listen to the schedule. Utah State, FAU. BYU, Northwestern, Nebraska, BYU's Purdue, Maryland—they just barely, they just barely scrub by somebody. And then they got, uh, they got Maryland, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, and Minnesota. And the only ranked team, literally the only ranked team on their entire schedule, is Michigan. And by the time they play I, Michigan, I think Indiana, who's at home this year? I don't think they'll be ranked though. Probably not. I think no, it'll be tough. So it'll be so fast. Uh, let me tell you who I think will be the surprise team in uh, Big Ten is Northwestern. Um, they Pantons always do Northwestern. seem to have some decent teams. 
Yeah, I think Northwestern is going to be a fringe top 25 team because um, I was looking at their schedule, and uh, let's look at their schedule right now. We'll talk. We'll talk to Northwestern. Um, yeah, they they play. So they have back-to-back games against Wisconsin and, and, and Penn State. And dude, honestly, they can they can upset Wisconsin. They really could, but it's at Wisconsin. I don't mm-hmm. think they're gonna win any of those games. But then after that, they don't play anybody. Nobody mm-hmm. ranked the rest of the year. And uh, I honestly, God, I think you can see Northwestern up there with eight to nine wins, and, and, and be a nice bowl game. Probably play a probably play like a Tennessee or. If Florida ends up losing a couple of games, you can see them sneaking into like a Capital One game or something. You know what I mean? So I like them. Um, I'm not high on South Florida like everybody else is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Quinton Flowers is your typical running quarterback. If you catch my drift, I think he's 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 got a wild arm. He can just you know what I mean I don't trust those kind of quarterbacks to make throws in games. I just don't. I don't trust Lamar Jackson to make a throw, but I think he's going to pile up enough arcade numbers so maybe win the Heisman again so uh yeah that's my take I I that's just a quick little take as far as the Heisman goes who do you got winning the Heisman all right this is my bold prediction all right (laughs) Saquon Barkley Penn State I think this guy is a freak in nature at running back runs like a 4.3 as two at 230 pounds, I think he carries Penn State, and because I mean they they have a you you mentioned it their whole offense is back, uh, McSorley's back, and he's got some decent receivers that could hopefully spread out the defense. I think Barkley has a monster season, and like just if if there's a chance for a non quarterback to win it, I think it's him. Yeah, no, oh, for sure. Um, this is really tough to pick. This is a really tough pick this year. I think there's a lot of guys that can be. Oh man, I don't want to be cliche. Be cliche. <laughs> um, I don't know. A lot of people got you. know, hop in, hop in that floppy vagina. <laughs> let's go back to that and let's oh, go with you the pussy. playoffs <laughs> alright who do you have winning it all I have um, <laughs> uh, not Ohio State that's fine not I don't Ohio. either I they got their championship a couple years ago so. uh, that is I'll homerism take- at its point I'm taking Florida, and I'll take I'll take Sam Darnold to win the Heisman. I think the, I think now this is the reason why. I do believe that they'll probably be in the playoff, and they have a good shot to win it too. I think it's a wide open year, and uh, he's going to have the numbers, and they'll have the media behind him, mm-hmm. and that's what you need. You know what I mean? So I'll take I'll take Sam Darnold to win the Heisman. That's my that's that that I will predict that I have Jared Stidham going to the to the to the uh, Heisman uh, ceremony out of Auburn. I have Sam Darnold. I have Barkley. 
and I will I, I, I don't know. Gonna, there's gonna be a random dude in there. Probably Lamar Jackson. They actually might might be one of those years where they take like five people. You know yeah. what I mean? I think uh yeah. Mason Rudolph makes it out of Oklahoma State. He's got so many weapons to throw to. He's just gonna put up video game numbers. Uh I think Mayfield he's been a finalist the last two years. He should be able to come back and do it again. He's just so efficient at quarterback. And then uh, maybe something crazy uh, like Eric Dungy from Syracuse or Stidham from Auburn could do it. No. Uh, or Cam Akers running back for Florida State, possible. Could have a breakout. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you think for Florida State? Yeah. I don't know. If it, I'm gonna tell you, there's gonna be some. There'll, there'll be some surprise teams. I think that. Uh, I think Notre Dame is actually going to be better than people think. Yeah. I think Oregon. I think I think this year ranked. people are people are sleeping on Notre Dame because they just came off a bad year, but they had talent. They just had a, dis- yeah. a letdown year, and I think this year that talent, you know, steps up. Um, I'm I'm big on Kentucky. I think Kentucky is end up gonna, is, is going to end up being a pretty decent team. I think a lot of people they're not going to be ranked. I don't think by the end of the year, but I think they're they're, they're seven eight win team. They're going to be probably third in the. I put it this way: I'm going to take. I'm going to take uh, Kentucky to be behind. I'll uh, be a better squad than Tennessee this year. Mm-hmm. I think Kentucky yeah, Tennessee beats Tennessee this year. Yeah. yeah, well, they're preseason ranked. They got a lot of five star guys on that roster. That's why they got it. Um, but I think that certain teams are going to be better and certain teams are going to be worse. I think that – so underrated teams this year are Texas A&M, Oregon, and, T- and Notre Dame. None of them are preseason ranked, and I think all three of them will be ranked by the end of the season. Um, I think Colorado's going to be all right, too. I think the overrated teams are Tennessee, um, Michigan, and Georgia. I still think Georgia's not going to be very good. I just don't see how why they're ranked so high. They're 15, and I mean, I guess it's not crazy high, but that's that's overrated to me. I think that Clemson's overrated at five, and I think that Oklahoma's overrated at seven. That's 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 my overrated teams, and I think that underrated could also be Miami. Miami's ranked number 18. I think, like I said, I think by the end of the year, at least going into the ACC title game, they're going to be a top 10 team. So look for Miami to break into the top 10. Look for Florida to break into the top, uh, top. They'll probably be top five, top seven to five range by the time they get to LSU. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking. I'm looking for that, man. Nice. I'm going to look at some. I'm actually going to look at some uh, some lines for you guys right now. What's your? So give me some more. Give me some more takes. I'm looking at some lines right now. I was looking at some right. earlier. I'll give my take on the, the national champions. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Ohio State like make it to the finals, um, just because you know they they have a lot of motivation after how terrible they did against Clemson last year and got embarrassed. Uh, you know, there's a team that's you know they've got their quarterback playing his fourth season. Uh, they have they they never rebuild at Ohio State. They just kind of reload. So even though they did lose some really good players, uh, I think the defense is still going to be great. The offensive line is going to be better. And I think they finally ousted that idiot asshole uh, offensive coordinator. So they should actually have a functioning offense 
with how many weapons they have. So I think Ohio State does make it to the finals, but uh, the road to the national championship goes through Alabama, and I'm going to be the gigantic pussy and just say Alabama, which is the most obvious choice that everybody's doing. But I think it makes the most sense because Nick Saban gets like 12 five-star recruits every fucking season. And even though they always leave and go to the NFL after like two years, he's still got a ton of them, and they're going to be really good. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's my hot so take the line. after all my research, Alabama, <laughs> Alabama. Yeah, dude, I, I, I'm not going to say that Alabama is not going, like I said, I think they could sneak in. I just think they lose that Auburn game. I definitely think that that's definitely something that's definitely something that's going to happen. Um, as far as I'm looking at some lines, so Ohio state is they're over under 57 and a half. Dude, I'm betting the over on that. I'm definitely betting the over on that. I'm thinking that Ohio State puts up at least 40, and I'm thinking that uh, Indiana's going to put up, you know, about 20 points. I think they got a pretty decent offense. And I think Ohio State's got some pieces to, to to reload on that defense. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. I think that I mean, this game could definitely go over 57 and a half. I think Ohio State's got a talented ass offense that's going to put up some points. Well, so, uh, Ohio State's minus twenty one and a half. I don't know about year. that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm telling you, fifty seven and a half. I think I could take the over on that and be comfortable. Same with uh, Oklahoma State and Tulsa. Now they got Oklahoma State at a, at a minus eighteen and a half. I, I could take that. But let's look at some cool. Let's take a some, take a look at some pretty good lines here, that I like. You no, know, Washington's playing Rutgers. That's a big line. And sometimes you gotta stay away from those huge lines. And there's like there's all, all there's also Colorado State, Colorado. That's a fourth thing. Uh, we're not taking that. We're not taking that. I'm gonna look for the best lines for you guys. That's what I'm gonna do. And. We're going to find one. <laughs> We're going to find a great line for you guys, and I'm going to put the bank on it. All right, Florida. Florida's getting five and a half. Florida's getting five and a half. I'm taking Florida straight up. Don't even, If you want to take the points, take the points. I'm taking Florida straight up. We're getting right back in the bets this year. I'm taking the over on Ohio State game, 57 and a half, and I'm taking the Florida straight up plus 185, and I'm going to take the points as well. You can put the points bet in there as well, obviously. I'm taking Florida straight up, but if you want to also put the – if you want to take the points, it's five and a half right now. I'm locking them in at five and a half right now, but my personal bet – so for you guys, take the points, five and a half. For my personal bet, I'm taking Florida straight up. That's that's my bet. And I'm also um, – I also have uh, USC – is uh, 27 points, giving up 27 points. I'm taking USC to cover 27 points against Western Michigan. Nice. So those are those are three right there that I can give you. And I want to find one that I can get you paid. On. That Florida straight up will pay you if you want to take it. They'll pay you. That's just that's just something that you want to go with. Now, here's one that's interesting. Alabama opened up a seven-point favorite 
a seven-point favorite on Florida State. The under is 49. I'm going to take the under. So those are my four bets. I just put it in. Put it in there. Alabama under 49. Alabama Florida State under 49. Take it. I'm taking Florida straight up, but I want your guys's bet. Just <laughs> for you, I'm doing the five and a half. I'm just saying, my, me personally, I'm taking Florida straight up. For our picks for our audience, take Florida five plus five and a half. And then I had the over on Ohio State of 57 and a half. And then I think that's it, right? Did mm-hmm. I say anything else? No, nope, I don't good. think so. And you mentioned the yeah. USC already, right? Yeah, mentioned. Oh, yeah, USC. Okay. USC is going to cover the 27. They're 27-point favorite over Western Michigan. Western Michigan lost everything, and they lost their coach, P.J. Fleck. So USC is going to fucking murk them bad. <laughs> so <All right. laughs> take that. So those are my bets. And I'm going to parlay that this year, uh, this first week, too. Good shit, man. Yep. Wishing you the best of luck on those. Hopefully, Brandon's bets become a big profit maker. And then people just tune in, listen to us ramble for an hour and a half just to hear your bets at the end. Hell, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Next week, we'll have the NFL bets. Ooh, I'm excited for that. Pick the Browns to win every week. Browns beat the (laughs) the spread every time. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my bets, man. Take it to the bank, fellas and, and ladies, if you're if you're watching, throw some bets on sportsbook. Uh, ad throwing a little <laughs> a little loop out there for them. Hopefully, they start paying me. <laughs> nice, Hemi. That's our goal, man. Our actually, I think that's our biggest marketing goal. Let's talk about that right. online. Our, Let's hear it. We've been. We haven't we haven't done enough marketing for this program. I think you and I are no, enough knowledgeable and. Other than today, normally we have a lot of uh, funny, just off-the-wall topics that we talk shit about. Yeah. And I think that we, we can market this as a betting site as well. And if I start getting profitable on this and we keep the funny shit going, uh, I think that uh, we can market ourselves and have these sports books start letting us uh, advertise on their site. Wouldn't that be sweet? Like, yeah, man. Uh, or they want to advertise on our podcast. Oh, yeah. Both. Well, they're gonna do. They're gonna do both, and we're gonna get huge, <laughs> and we're gonna talk to Joe Rogan <laughs> in studio. That's what I want to do. The dream, right? Rogan. I, I want to get on Joe Rogan's show. That is the dream. Or Howard Stern's. That would be sick. We can get on Howard Stern and just talk about bitches and beer and <laughs> everything that sports and everything. All right. What else we got? Uh, if you're interested, if you have one, we can do some ramps, we can do some gems, and we can roll this bitch out. Um, uh, let's see. I wanted you to mention something about I Antifa, like... but if you if you don't have it prepared, that's fine. We can save it because you can always rant about Antifa. I think that I want to save it because it's going to be a long thing. And I have a lot to say, and I want to get us kind of back into an audience, get an audience, a broader audience to hear this. Okay. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to stay in the news because they're a bunch of assholes. Exactly. I got a lot to say. (laughs) And that, I I got a lot to say about all those extremist groups. I'm not going to be shy on the white supremacist dicks too. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I got sure. I got something to say about all them all them big 
fucking groups that are dividing the country. They're, they're a small, like Antifa, Black Lives Matter, all these KKK assholes. They're such a small percentage of the population, but they represent such a large percent of the population through the media. So the media mm-hmm. likes to likes to make the average American believe that every white person is a white supremacist that doesn't have some sort of agenda to, you know, to the these other extremist groups, and then they and then they make uh, Antifa seem small and make them seem like they're not, you know, this large group causing problems. And Black Lives Matter, they make them to be uh, basically saints. You know, they're just trying to get get out of the oppression from the police. So they basically they just, they draw this huge narrative. But when every all three of those groups are such a small percentage of the population, you know. I think mm-hmm. the largest the largest majority of the population just kind of chills at home. Yeah. You know, and we're we're normal people. We don't we're not sitting here spewing a bunch of hate about any minorities or white people or anybody. You know, I kind of just live my day day to day. I'm the average person, but I'm not going to put up with this media bullshit. And I'm sick and tired <laughs> of fucking Antifa. Uh, they're all bitches. Uh, don't even fucking run up on me. I swear to God. <laughs> I, I swear to God. If I, I, I will tell you this. If if the KKK, those white guys march up on me, I'm going to tell them to get the fuck out of my face. And there's, there's going to be some choice words there too. But if Antifa gets in my face, I'm going to beat their ass. I will fight Antifa. I hate that fucker so bad. But yeah, we'll get into a better rant than that. I'm just that's just a pre this is a preface for what my rant yeah. is gonna be probably next week. Prelude. Rant prelude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. What you got some gems? Yes, I do. So let's get the music flowing first. All right. <laughs> All right, in this week's edition of Hems Gems, I have a lot of interesting Netflix shit I've been watching in my downtime. I don't have as much downtime now, but this was some stuff I'd been watching until I got my uh, job in the newspaper. Glow. Glow is on Netflix. It's It's a Netflix exclusive show. It's about a women's wrestling organization that really happened in the late 80s that popped up around uh, Las Vegas and like these women had almost no background whatsoever in actual wrestling and they became huge. They become like celebrities and it, it became, it was like used as like almost like a tax evasion thing and to market like some guy's other business, but it actually became popular and it's like a comedy slash drama show and, Highly recommend checking it out. The first season is only, let's see, like 11 episodes. Plus you get to see, uh, oh, what the fuck's her name? Uh, Chick's boobs. Allison Bree's boobs. Can't go wrong with that. And uh, and it's just inter- it's just really interesting. Good storytelling, good characters. I really liked it. Highly recommend checking out Glow. Um, also what else would be a good one to recommend to people? Oh, this is something they, it's an anime series. 
Um, I saw on Netflix that they just dropped like a Netflix exclusive movie called What's Death Note. What the the wrestling thing? No, or the second one you're talking about. Oh, I, well, I'm, I haven't gotten to it yet. I was just saying. Oh, I'm sorry, you uh, cut out for a second there. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, Netflix has like a new movie out that's like an exclusive called Death Note, and I went, yep. and I looked at it in the trailer. It looked really interesting. Like it's got Willem Dafoe and some other uh, actors, uh-huh. but. I went to go check it out, and then it said also trending Death Note, the anime, and it was like mm-hmm. uh, you know one of those Japanese cartoons, and so it's based yep. off of uh, an anime that was one season, like thirty-seven episodes long, and I started watching that, and it's fucking awesome, and that's entirely what the movie's based off of. So I was been let, watching let, that. Let me, let me tell but, you, I'm a yeah. I'm a massive, massive Death Note fan. I've watched. Okay, so you've seen Death Note. I've seen them all at least two to three times. All of them. Oh, fuck. I love that series. Awesome. So I just yeah. started watching it. I started watching it yesterday. I love it. I started watching it yesterday, and let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I watched thirteen episodes yesterday. Are you? Is it on uh, Hulu? It's on uh, Netflix right now. Oh, oh, and, they, uh, they brought it was not before. I think it's because they put the yeah, movie out. I think I think it's because they put the movie because I went I went to go see the movie. I'd never heard of the the anime series, and I was just like, "Holy shit, this is fucking awesome!" Like, this is a really interesting premise. Like, just basically, the very extreme basic premise: notebook falls out of the sky. You write people's name on it. They die, and you can say how they die, when they'll die, and all that shit. And there's obviously some rules and shit about it, but it's just fascinating. Uh, and the battle that kind of takes place between the guy that has the death note and the genius detective trying to catch him. So yeah, that's it's, it's been absolutely amazing. I'm only one third of the way through it, but I watched it all in one day. The, the first third. Yeah. I, I'm not, not going to spoil up. anything yeah. for you, but yeah. what I will say, the movie's not going to be, it's not going to be good for you. Yeah. It probably won't. Have you, compared to have the, you watched compared You haven't watched it yet. No, I didn't want to watch now, the movie first. I wanted to watch the anime well, first. So. Let me, this is just my take on the movie. This won't spoil it for you like as far as like the, your show. But what happens when these anime series... I'm not even a big anime gay, guy at all. I just yeah, got into me neither. because my, my yeah. roommate in, in Arizona before like I met Bianca, got married and everything, I lived with my buddy Matt and my other buddy Kyle. And they got me into Death Note and I couldn't stop watching the shit. We binge watched yeah. it for like an entire weekend. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. So what happens with these shows is that anime shows, whether you like them or not, are so rich in content and yeah. they're long and they're very in detail and they're, and, and it, it's just not something that I feel like any anime series will ever be made into a successful movie because there's too much content that yeah, it, you would, you would need a, a live action series. If you, you it's not going to be a show like with death note, this new movie, uh, image-wise, it's actually a well-shot uh, movie. It's really nice. It's not cheap-looking. It's well-acted. It's just that Death Note, the series, is so in-depth and light. That's the main character of the Death Note. He's so uh, smart, and he's so brilliant, and he's so amazing at, at hiding everything about who he really is. And L is the detective that, you know, he has basically Asperger's. <laughs> you know, he can't, he, you know mm-hmm. he's a genius, and he's weird as fuck. Um, they're both so they're both geniuses and they both play off each other so well. Well, in this movie, you don't ever really get that feeling that light is soup and he's white in this movie. It's like based in Seattle. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, they don't. The trailer. They don't. Uh, they don't do a good job of portraying him as a genius or like a very like witty person. You know what I mean? They just kind of make him as a guy, a kid that has a note that's kind of bright, and he can just kill people. And then, mm-hmm. and then L, the detective, like he's more weird than he is like a genius. You know what I mean? He doesn't mm-hmm. give. They don't give off those like. They're not smart enough for their for who they're trying to play. And now it's not the actor's fault. The L in that movie is the black kid from the power, new Power the newest Power Rangers movie, the Blue Ranger, okay. the black one. That's L in the movie. And uh, they just don't. They weren't giving a script to. Uh, they weren't given a script that would help them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They acted well. It wasn't like they did anything wrong. It just wasn't. There's just too much information. They rushed everything, and at the and the ending is just a little and bit. You kind of have to with how long the anime is compared to a movie. So. Yeah, exactly. So it's just the anime. Uh, I will for the first time I will say like something like this. I would say the movie is just not like people say the book's better than the movie. Well, the anime just shits on every. They they've tried to make movies before on this show, and they just mm-hmm. fail miserably. They just fail miserably, and this one. Like I said, if you ever read the, if you read the Rotten Tomatoes like reviews, um, they all say the same shit I just said pretty much to a T. Mm-hmm. They all just say it just feels rushed and it it's just not gonna, it's never gonna live up to the anime. So don't mean to take over your bit, but I was just giving my two cents on it. But you'll you'll enjoy it, man. Especially the the the, the final episode is fucking intense. Awesome! I can't wait, man. And, like yeah. where I'm at, he just met the other chick that had the Death Note. No. Oh, that's, okay. that's where I left off. So things are about to ramp up, I think. Hell and she's yeah. got the eyes. So okay, I don't want to like yep. spoil it for everybody else that hasn't seen it. But yeah, check that shit out. It has been a wild ride, and I just started watching. Oh so, yeah, and they don't do the, the eyes. It's awesome that, that you've already seen it too. So yeah. By the way, they don't do the eyes. Like he can't see the. Well, that's bullshit. Just the fact yeah. that he was that the offer was always on the table, and he was always looking for ways to get around it. I just found that just. The temptation so interesting to give up half yeah. of your lifespan. I mean, it, I don't know. It just seems so fucking cool. Okay. Yeah. So those are the gems this week. Just two for now. Uh, I watched a lot of shit, and I'm not going to be watching as many since I'm not going to be as much of a lazy fuck moving forward. So I'm not going to use all of the shit I watched uh, recently before I got my job in, at once. So I'll, I'll spread them out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. all right. I think man. that'll do it for this week's show, man. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it's good to come back. I think yeah, uh, we'll, we'll keep coming back every week, and we'll talk. I can't wait to talk about this week's games and, and getting the NFL. Oh free, yeah, uh, fine. Some fun. Fun. Uh, oh, hang on. There is one thing I wanted to do before we. Uh... You're probably getting in there and judge, aren't you? Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the. The bet is that he would have 60 home runs and would be batting over 300 for you. And he is currently at 37 home runs and he's batting 280 and he's now not even playing every day. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) He did come in today. He didn't play in game one, I don't think. Or no, maybe he did. Uh, But in game yeah, in game one, he didn't play, and they brought him in in the ninth inning to face Cody Allen down 2-1 with two outs in the bottom of the ninth and nobody on, and he struck out. <laughs> he 
He's got that slow. He's got a record swing. for the most consecutive games with a strikeout. The all-time record he set this season. Dude, Stanton's going to win the MVP. Yeah. He's already at he um, hit 51 today. He hit number 51. Yeah. He's, at, he's betting 292. He's, he's also hitting for average. Hey, oh, I'll, I'll uh, accept my own. Jose uh, Ramirez cooled off. He had a he slumped pretty bad in August and actually got his batting average down to 300. So he was batting like 330 and was just putting up bonkers numbers. But he did finally yeah. cross up a 20 home run mark the other day with a two homer game. So the Indians have five players with 20 home runs. Two of them have over 30. So like with the addition of Jay Bruce, I think they are pretty scary offensive lineup. Hey, I got I, I picked Harper to win it, which is, he's still doing good. He's almost got. Yeah, he's just hurt. I think he might be out the rest of the season, which sucks because he was having yeah. the same year. Um, and then I, I bombed on my NL pick or AL pick. I took Miggy. Remember, I was trying to go. Oh man. And I took. Uh, I think I said Altuve, <laughs> and he'll he'll yeah, probably get like third, or second yeah. or third. And then I took I took Tanaka. Remember? Mm-hmm. And I took to, uh, well, Kershaw. Is Kershaw ever coming back? Fuck. He's still leading the league in, in wins. He's tied with the league <laughs> leading wins, and he's, he hasn't pitched I in said like a sale. I said Sale, which I think is a pretty – it's going to come down to Sale or Kluber. And I don't remember who I picked for NL. I might have picked Kershaw just to be a little pussy. I might have said Scherzer. I think you did, but that, I mean, that's a good pick. Fuck. <laughs> Kershaw, Kershaw hasn't pitched in July, and he's still leading. He's still leading the league in like everything. The guy's a monster. Mm-hmm. He's I think I said Freddie like Freeman. I think I said Freddie Freeman for my MVP in the NL, and he was putting up ridiculous numbers, but then he got hurt. So yeah, let's okay. Kluber's gonna win the damn. I think Kluber's gonna win did, the Cy Fuck Did Sale uh, have another bad start? I mean, the Indians have fucking owned him, but. He's doing yeah, good against I think, everybody else. I think he lost. I think he's going to lose the Cy Young because the Indians lit him up two times. Mm-hmm. I think that's why you know, he'll if he ends up losing it's because of that. Yeah, his last his last start was against Toronto and he tore well, their ass. Yeah, he went up. seven innings, had a good start, three hits, no runs. It's just the Indians, man. Back to back starts, giving up seven runs in August. Well, not back to back, but just two and two against the Indians. He also gave up four. Uh, he gave a couple home runs. Yeah, four to the Yankees. But uh, yeah, Indians. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you look at the stat line, he's pretty much fucked everybody else up. But Indians crushed them. Yeah, they've we'll always see, owned. Man. It. It's crazy. It's like, yeah. it's like how the Indians always owned Verlander. They've always owned Chris Sale too, for the most part. Even when he was with the White Sox, they had some really good games against him. Yeah. Like they're responsible for like four or five of his worst starts ever. It's crazy. <laughs> so, all right, man. We're good. Yep. All make, right. Pick, make sure to check us out on uh, Yep. Make sure to check us out on Facebook at Odds Podcast, SoundCloud, same thing. Uh YouTube channel. Eventually I will get some time and start chopping up some of our segments. And we'll be back with some comedy next week too. I know this week was more serious sports discussion because we have so much shit to go over, but we're gonna be bringing the the real crazy fun shit next week as well. So really looking forward to that. So how do you want to go out, Brandon? Uh, Anything. Pick, Rick, pick your folder bag. Whatever you want. Surprise me. All right.
kidding. Bam. <laughs> Oh